Welcome to episode three of the Strategist Playbook. Today we're going to be discussing a common problem faced by businesses all over, and that is that your content won't rank in Google. Uh, I'm joined today by a guest, which is Ant, who's a senior SEO here at Digital 22, and he's going to provide all the detailed knowledge on uh, you know best practices, the technical issues that could arise, and things like that. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, you might recognise me from trending upwards. So. Oh, I knew you'd do that straight away. <laughs> or, or your or your local champagne bar, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut cool. that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll throw it straight to you, Anne. If someone pulls this question to you, my content's not ranking in Google, and you must hear it all the time as an SEO specialist. Yeah. What would your first port of call be? Because I've got a feeling it'd be different to mine. Yeah, so fun, funnily enough, it, it's happened this morning. I've had an email from from Ricky, one of the directors, just to look at a website. It's having the same sort of problems. So um, f first things first is, I guess I'd make sure that the page is being submitted in the sitemap. That, that's the first thing. Um, I'd check in Search Console, has the sitemap been submitted? Um, I'd then enter that URL into Search Console and just see if Google's flagging any mm -hmm. indexability issues. That's usually where you'll kind of get some sort of red flag, usually. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I'd probably do a, uh, a mobile-friendly check, check the page's mobile-friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's kind of something we've experienced recently with, with, with pages not being mobile-friendly. They might appear to be mobile-friendly, but often they're failing lots of tests there. Um, once I've done that, I guess I'd, I'd kind of look, um, at the page on a more technical sp uh, perspective. So, um, digging into the code, if any of the content's been hidden, um, or cloaked, accidentally cloaked, or, uh, sometimes we've had kind of menus hidden in JavaScript and mm -hmm. things like that. And, um, although Google's um, Google will say that it can crawl and it can index JavaScript. It still does struggle, mm -hmm. um, especially with links and things like that. If they're if they're hidden, it, um, Google does struggle to render those pages. Um, so that's kind of one thing we've found is kind of been information hidden in, mm -hmm. uh, hidden behind code. Um, sometimes with the with the website this morning, um, one of the problems they've had is. It's it's a really great landing page, and there's lots of information on that page. But a lot of the um, a lot of the text is actually within an image or a graphic. So Google can't, you know, Google's not very adapted. It's fine on the page, but then when you look at it from Google's point, that's of view. it. So you're, you know, mm -hmm. we'll look at the page and think that's a great page, got a load of valuable information. Mm -hmm. But Google's definitely going to struggle. It's getting better yeah. at at, um, at understanding what what that image is and the information on on those images, but. It's not perfect, so uh, mm -hmm. you know the key is making it as easy as possible to for Google to find this important mm -hmm. information. Excuse me, and that's that's kind of one thing that that this page is is missing. Um, I, I, and then another important thing um, I think we've seen as well is um, pages are missing internal links. That's mm -hmm. a, that's kind of a big important thing. Um, you know, they're a huge sign of trust with a website. So. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not linking to an important landing page on your website, it kind of shows Google that you don't value that page. Yeah. So so they aren't going to rank it. Mm -hmm. Google might also struggle to find that page. Um, There's no links to follow. For that's it, spans. yeah. If, it, if it's not in your sitemap, if it's not linked on the mm -hmm. on the menu, if it's not linked on anywhere on the website, it's going to... Might gonna as well really not be on the internet. That's basically. it, might, might as well not be on the internet. I think what's interesting is though that 
just from listening to the way you'd approach this is the exact opposite of the way I'd approach it. Mm. So I come from a content background, yep. which means when someone came to me with this problem, I think the final thing that I'd arrive at is the technical issues that you're describing. Whereas mm. the first thing I would look at is I'd be like, all right, well, first up, is the content good enough? Let's take a blog post, for example, mm. not a web page. Look at that and be like, oh, my blog post won't rank for the keyword I want it to. And you look at it, it's 300 words. And it's, mm. well, look at what is already ranking for that keyword. Well, they've got a, a 5,000 word deep dive article. Mm. Um, their domain authority is another factor mm. that you'd bring into it. And I'd sort of work backwards from what you're doing. And then as we've had before in the past, I eventually come to you and I go, I'm, I've thought about everything mm. and uh, I can't figure it out. So, you know, what, what the technical problem with this website is that some... And th those things, that is very important as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think depending on how competitive the keyword is, you'll usually be able to get fairly average content ranking mm -hmm. usually somewhere in I think Google. that's the difference that people listening um, to this might not know is, is your content not ranking highly? Mm. As in, oh, I can't get it onto page one. Mm. Or is your content not ranking at all? And obviously you can use tools such as SEMrush and yeah. various other HREFs, all those sorts of mm. things to see. And, you know, if you're ranking at position 70, let's say, mm. arbitrarily, the content's been crawled. Technically, it is ranking. Yeah, then it's usually a the content problem issue. is a content issue, yeah. which I suppose if you're looking at this, someone could ask that question kind of be misframing it as like oh my content won't rank it's like it will rank it's just not good enough to rank anywhere yeah. that anyone will ever see it yeah as we all know if it's not on page one it might as well not be there at all yeah yeah absolutely um and i think um one of the other struggles we've had is um for whatever reason some sites need to have their blog on a subdomain mm -hmm. um and I know this is one thing we spoke about. The the subdomain will have the same domain authority as the main domain. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't. It technically doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your domain might have a forty DA, and your blog will show as a forty DA. However, mm -hmm. it it doesn't. Google sees it as a completely separate domain. So, um, mm -hmm. you really need to look at either the page authority of 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 mm -hmm. that uh, site or page um or actually look into the referring mm -hmm. domains and backlinks and make a make a kind of educated guess on, on that but it, it it it's a bit kind of confusing i know that's something yeah. that we've looked at recently with some it sites is. let's just jump into domain authority because i know you we had a conversation about it recently yes. just for the benefit of everyone listening what is domain authority so domain authority is um well, we talk about domain authority and we talk about SEMrush as well and their score yeah, as well. Should so we get into that? So, authority so, score, domain authority, all yeah, those kinds of metrics. Yeah, so domain authority essentially uses over, I think it's over 200 ranking factors, um, looking at your backlinks, the quality of the backlinks, do follow, no follow, the amount of links essentially to your mm -hmm. website. And um, I always say to clients, it's, like, it's a vault for your website. If someone links yeah. to your website from their website, they're yeah. basically vouching for your content, yeah. your quality of your site. Yeah, it's a good way. Yeah, it's a vote of trust, mm -hmm. isn't it, from, yeah. from Google. Um, and yeah, essentially they calculate a score out of 100. Mm -hmm. um, it's in comparison with other websites within your niche though. So... Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could have a relatively, you could have relatively few amount of linking domains to your website, but have mm -hmm. a high DA if you're in a kind of non-competitive mm -hmm. marketplace where, you know, mm -hmm. your competitors don't have a huge amount of links. So yeah. um, it's, you know, but prior to DA, we had page rank, which, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people will, will know about if they were, were in, have been in SEO for quite some time. 
Um, we we used to have a nice little plugin that we could use and check your page rank and it mm -hmm. you know sites with high page rank there was a direct correlation mm -hmm. between a high page rank and high rankings in Google. Yeah. Um, nowadays, DA can be easily manipulated. That's um, what we're talking about it almost becoming an out of date metric that yeah we don't have anything better as of yet. Well, yeah, it's definitely not something to hang your hat on. If you're mm -hmm. if you're proud of a high DA, mm -hmm. you know it it can mean nothing. Um, it's quite easy to use kind mm -hmm. of scraper tools yeah. and comment spam and things like I, that. To, I had to explain this to a friend the other day. He thought because I think he'd got some advice saying, "Oh, you need to improve your DA," which is good advice, obviously, if you want your content yeah. to rank. He then paid someone, I think it was a few hundred pound, and they got him to from let's say arbitrarily 10 DA to 50 DA in like two weeks, which is a red flag instantly yeah. because how have you done that? That, mm. that shouldn't be so easy to do. Um, he was then like, well, the result is that my DA is higher. I was like, yeah, but Google's not looking at your domain authority and going, oh, you've got a high DA. I'm going to put your content up. Mm. It's basically an indicator rather than an actual, you know, if you increase sessions, you have increased a metric. If you yeah. increase DA, it's an indicator of, oh, well, this is what you should be getting and then your content should be doing better. It's not like a Google ranking factor mm. as such. Yeah, it's one of the one of the things that we've had that discussion with clients recently, mm -hmm. isn't it? And it's kind of re-educating them that, that DA mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a, there, there isn't necessarily a direct correlation there between mm -hmm. a high DA and, and mm -hmm. high rankings. No. You'll, um, especially when we're doing outreach, um, you'll see a lot of sites that might have 50, DA, which you know, which is considered a very mm -hmm. high DA, yeah. uh, they do not rank mm -hmm. in Google at all. Um, you know, and there's no mm -hmm. value in getting a backlink from a yeah. website like that. But mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people that are still in that kind of slightly outdated mindset um, that they immediately think a high DA is going to improve their improve mm -hmm. their own DA, improve their rankings, and mm -hmm. um, you know, they will. A lot of people will pay for these links, which. Mm -hmm. um, is against Google's guidelines. is is not something that that we do here, but um, it's still commonplace within SEO. People mm -hmm. buying links, and um, I think the thing is that people do get away. You, you will, you can get short term benefits, and I'm mm. sure people have got away with it on longer term as well. So you can still see why people do it because yeah. you're almost running that risk of mm. well, I'll do this, I might get caught, but there'll always be people that are willing to run the risk of it. Mm. So yeah, see that. Yeah, there's still a lot of kind of cowboys in the seo mm -hmm. industry that are that are kind of buying links and mm -hmm. um you know quite often we we get clients approach us and they say we've been burnt in the past you know they've mm -hmm. they've either bought links and you've got a manual action or you know I think some clients as well don't even realize i mean we had a, an inquiry the other day of saying oh we've had this opportunity it's a really good domain they've only asked us for a couple of hundred pound or something like that and i was like mm. It was like, does it sound good? I was like, normally for a link of that quality for two hundred pound, I'd say that's a great ROI. Mm. But we never advise that because you, you're exchanging money in exchange for the link. Yeah. You're not buying. I mean, there's obviously a difference between buying an individual link or paying for an opportunity mm. to have a blog live or whatever it might be. However, they dress it up yeah. and paying for multiple links from a link farm, for mm. example. Yeah, what we, what we what we can do um, if you were looking to exchange a fee or a product mm -hmm. for a link. Um, what you have to do is mark the link as rel equals sponsored. Mm -hmm. So Google knows that that link is being paid for. Mm -hmm. You mark it as no follow and you make it clear within that page that that mm -hmm. is an advert or a sponsored post. Mm -hmm. You know, like you'll have seen on Instagram, it's always like ad or hashtag ad mm -hmm. or whatever. You've just got to make it very clear mm -hmm. that that link is paid for. 
Um, now with a nofollow link, you're not going to get any link equity from that. No. It's not going to pass any link juice. But but if you get the traffic from that link, if it if it's something like that, you know, if you're doing banner advertising mm-hmm. things like that, they're all going to be nofollow links. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get any uh, increase in rankings. But um, if it's going to be sending relevant traffic to your website, mm-hmm. then then that's kind of a, um, once upon a time like directory listings and stuff. People used to go for oh, volume yeah. of links, didn't yeah. they? And, oh chuck it into yeah. uh, forums and things like that. And obviously at one point, I think it did work. In that oh way. yeah, now, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, it used to be a link counting machine, mm-hmm. Google essentially. Yeah. So yeah, how many, just the sheer number of links that you could get um, and how mm-hmm. many times could you mention that keyword on the page? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Google was, it, at the beginning, it was it mm-hmm. was really spammy, but yeah. So I suppose the question being, Obviously, this is all around content not ranking in Google. Mm. Domain authority for me is a factor. You should be looking at the domain authority of the, yeah. the sites that are ranking for the keyword you want to do. Absolutely. The key message here is don't assume that a higher DA will equal a higher ranking. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. important to use DA mm-hmm. along with a number of other metrics mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, just um, purely kind of building links on, mm-hmm. on DA or looking at that as the only mm-hmm. factor is just a bit naive i guess um so yeah that's definitely something not to do make sure you use a lot of other factors <laughs> yeah. so we've talked about some of the technical reasons mm. that it might not work, like coding issues that may occur yeah. we've talked about da mm. final thing i really want to delve a little bit deeper into mm. is like the content quality content length content format because mm. this is another thing we see um let's talk about length mm. for example if the blog's too short if it's too long there's there's no mm. set length and we get this all the time like how long should my blogs be? And it's like, as long as it should take to satisfy the search query. Yeah. We don't want to ramble because no one wants to read a 10,000 word blog post on a single mm. question. But also we don't want to put too little. If you know, and I, As a general rule of thumb, I'll tend to look at what is ranking in that mm. position. That's the kind of length that people are obviously enjoying. And then in terms of the quality, the writing, and also the format, quite often yeah. people are asking why they're not ranking for a blog article. And when you Google the keyword, it's like, they're all videos. Mm. There's a reason people are using video for that format. And mm. It's YouTube links that are, are ranking. But what's your take on on that? Yeah, I think um, uh, uh, there's certain phrases that kind of pop up in SEO. You know, like content is king and things mm-hmm. like this. And I think they get taken out of context, and and people immediately think that for every page on their website they need two thousand words. Or, mm-hmm. 1000 up for even simple queries mm-hmm. um and i don't know about you but there's certain questions when you're googling when you require an answer they don't require a thousand words you know it, it, it's not that mm-hmm. type of page you know if i'm trying to edit something on my on my laptop i don't need a definition of what a laptop is you mm-hmm. know like a huge guide of all this information mm-hmm. you know and a lot of yeah, people yeah. take that too far don't mm-hmm. they and they they create certain pages and i think that can be create a frustrating user experience um that's but, why featured snippets have been so great because it could yeah. you know if you include an answer within a blog it's pulling it yeah. to the top of the thing that's, that's yeah that's made that a little bit that's easier, it. I think. yeah and i think i think um like you said with the format of the content is really important so if people um you know if it if it's some sort of review page or something often including kind of a little synopsis about mm-hmm. like a top level recommendation because some people are lazy they don't want to read 2000 words mm-hmm. if you've got a kind of 150 liner at the top which kind of mm-hmm. summarizes the page often those hyperlinked lists mm-hmm. really help yeah that's it yeah 
exactly and like a review score and then those hyperlink lists as well that can take mm-hmm. the user to those specific sections on the mm-hmm. page okay, now, you yeah. know like you said with the, link down to the yeah yeah like you said with the frequently asked questions they're often things that we try to incorporate within our content mm-hmm. when we're when we're building a page um and if you can quickly take the user to those sections mm-hmm. and, and then direct and then it, and then it's important to look at the user journey then isn't it you know yeah. we, we've got a, a cro team which mm-hmm. um kind of help uh, with that user journey and make it as efficient mm-hmm. as possible so we're kind of working the user um, mm-hmm. so often we see with with web pages um, they might be very educational and the, the user's getting all that all the information they want mm-hmm. but if, if we're not directing them to you know the conversion where we want them to lead to whether that's contact form or, or to make a purchase mm-hmm. you know they're often gonna gonna leave yeah. and they might they might they've got that information they might see another brand on on ppc or social and then mm-hmm. they're gonna purchase because they've got that information they've got that education got and, that and you've lost you've lost that sale because they've they've got a better user journey mm-hmm. or they're, they're working the user harder mm-hmm. um so so yeah it's it's definitely important but yeah looking at mm-hmm. What's on the top ten of Google? You know, what type of pages are ranking? Mm-hmm. You know, are they kind of top ten pieces? Are they kind of guides? And yeah. how can you make something either better? Mm-hmm. So whether if there's loads of top ten pieces, can you make a top fifty piece? Can you make yeah. something a bit more detailed? Or often what what like works now? Yeah, and and sometimes what works now is actually doing something a bit different. Like what what are they not doing? Like what yeah. information haven't they got? Um, yeah, and just trying to mm-hmm. to to do something better, which can be difficult. Yeah, I think um, maybe the final thing we touched on in there is the holy grail is the featured snippet. It's mm-hmm. you know when we get one for a client, it's one of those. I'll send an email straight mm-hmm. away and be like, "Great news! That keyword we wanted, we've got a featured snippet yeah. for it. It's showing up at the top with an image." And mm-hmm. yeah, you're obviously be slightly getting... more advanced. And the problem here is that your content won't rank. But if you've overcome yeah. that problem, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, you want the featured snippet. Sort of what can you do to help improve the chances of getting one? Because I think yeah. you can get to number one spot a lot easier just by being more set up to have a featured snippet. Yeah. So um, as we both know, Google is getting more visual mm-hmm. um, for any search, really, isn't it? There's yeah. always image carousels, videos, reviews. Mm-hmm. There's information about companies and there's the questions from multiple yeah, sites. There's so much now. So the key is um, just making that content as easy as possible for Google to understand. So mm-hmm. one of the things from a technical perspective that we can do is um, add in schema mm-hmm. um, just to make Google understand mm-hmm. Uh, the elements is. the elements of the page so if we've got review scores mm-hmm. if we've got frequently asked questions mm-hmm. um any of the images mm-hmm. any of the videos any lists especially like mm-hmm. um i'm sure you've been looking at pancake recipes recently and things mm-hmm. like that when as soon as you google you can get a list of the yeah, ingredients you don't click through in the social you don't, don't even need to click just through for the benefit of people listening obviously schema is like structured data it's just html yeah. which you know yeah. you post into the the code of a web page yeah. that basically makes it really easy for Google to take that information mm. and put it into the format yeah. that they use for a featured snippet. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not essential, but it's um, mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely helps Google to to mm-hmm. pull that information into the into mm-hmm. the search results. You can even um, you can even pull a search box into mm-hmm. the search results. So, for example, large e-commerce sites that might be mm-hmm. useful for them, so that when you know if, if someone searched mm-hmm. for amazon yeah you know that they want to search for a specific prod uh, product yeah 
you can have a search result box within the search and they mm -hmm. can search directly from there and, and hit the landing page or product uh, mm -hmm. product page um, directly which is which is very useful you know it's, it's all mm -hmm. about that user journey yeah exactly trying to answer that google's that. as lazy as most people are and if you can make their lives easier it. then they're yeah. going to go for it yeah and then and then obviously amazon do a very good job at at converting that user you know with a one click mm -hmm. buy you can buy oh, i love the you know on the mobile yeah. you know like when you one. click it and it's a swipe and i don't know why yeah. But it feels really satisfying because it's yeah. just one swipe. I've yeah. got my details, and then I get an email, and then it's done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. it's like an Apple unboxing almost. Is it a purchase? It feels that nice and that mm. user friendly that yeah, it's just yeah. easier to go back there every time. And, and so many people go straight to Amazon without mm -hmm. comparing prices elsewhere, and often often you will be able to find a cheaper product elsewhere. It's that assumption because they always were the cheapest. You always assume yeah. they're going to be the cheapest. Probably that's not it. the case anymore. Yeah. But they've got that reputation. Yeah. Where once upon a time, you were like, "Oh, that's expensive. I'll get it off Amazon. It's cheaper." Mm. Okay, so wrapping up, content won't rank. Three potential reasons technical issue with the website with the code yeah. obviously you would need someone like yourself to investigate that or potentially a developer yeah or ideally the combination of an seo and a developer yeah absolutely second thing check your domain authority have you got enough backlinks that are going to help you to compete with the top mm -hmm. rankings and this is usually in a case where you are ranking mm -hmm. third content quality is the content good enough is the content yeah. the right length is the content in the right format mm. and has the content got all the sort of things that you can do to help yourself get ahead yeah and then with and with those backlinks as well look at the internal links from your own website you know mm -hmm. are you are you pointing enough yeah. pages from your own can site people navigate through your own site that's like, it again it? it's a it's a trust factor isn't mm -hmm. it with the backlinks and the mm -hmm. internal links it's all about all about trust and how much do you value that page um Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've got to make sure Google finds it. Is it crawlable? Mm -hmm. And is the content good? Once is it's it crawlable, yeah, that's it. That's it. Is it going to look at it and go, yeah, I want yeah. to see that, or is it going to bury it on page six? Yeah, but yeah. As you said at the beginning, it it, it is quite common. We mm -hmm. do got do get a lot of um, mm -hmm. uh, clients coming to us with with this yeah. kind of problem, especially if we haven't built the websites. Mm -hmm. We're kind of trusting that, that the website's built well, yeah, it's indexable, yeah. and sometimes that's just not the case. If you don't so. have someone like us to lean on who will notice yeah. these, you could go mm. years putting all sorts of efforts into a content yeah. strategy yeah. and not knowing that it could be a simple technical yeah. error that's stopping your, yeah. your blog from even being indexed in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah, it could, you know, it could, it's a really costly problem if, it, yeah. if it's there. Can even be things like sometimes developers will leave mm -hmm. over a, a no index or a, mm -hmm. you know the, they'll block the Bloody site in robots and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. it, it's kind of it's it's usually that's why it's so important to have an SEO involved mm -hmm. during a web project. So often it's an afterthought. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of I've had I've had my website built. Mm -hmm. Can you can you SEO it? And it's like, well, it's a bit it's a bit I'll, late. I'll have one SEO, please. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Coming right up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's you need to be involved just to make sure we've had you know we get clients coming to us and and mm -hmm. they're saying we've moved domains, we've lost loads of traffic, and it's mm -hmm. so often they haven't done a redirect map properly mm -hmm. or sitemaps not being planned out and things like that so um which is quite a simple thing to do absolutely. but a really costly mistake exactly yeah so so make sure you've got um you know mm -hmm. a good seo and a good web strat in, involved and his twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah. yeah no thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure it's thank you for having really me good chat i'm enjoying it yeah thanks mate all right see you back at work <laughs> <laughs>